Welcome to the Radiate Church Podcast. Today, we begin a brand new series called We Are That Church. We'll discuss in depth who we are, our mission, and our vision, which is ultimately to honor God in all of our ways, corporately and individually, as followers of Christ. Now, let's get ready for a powerful message from God's Word. I want to say again thank you to everyone that participated in You Matter Week. What a great week! It was. I want to let you know what we're doing here. As you go ahead, and if you're using the Bible app, you can click on events. You can click on the More tab, click on events, and you can find all of our notes right there in the Bible app, or you can take notes, and I hope that you do. And if you do, I want you to title this message this, Know God. That's it. Just know God. Two words. Not N-O God. K-N-O-W, right? Because uh, we don't want no God, we want to know God, you know what I'm saying? And so I want to talk, so over the next several weeks, we're going into this series called We Are That Church. And mo- most of you are like, what? What are we talking about in this series? And, and this series is this, it's a definition. Over the next five weeks, I want you to hear uh, what we as a church are called to be, what we are as a, as a church are called to do, and how we will do what God has called us to do. And over the next five weeks, I'm going to get in depth over what that means, what that looks like. Um, at the end of this series, we're going to have a day, uh, we're calling it Vision Sunday, to where we're going to talk about what the next several years look like for us. We're going to talk about our 18 acres of land. We're going to talk about a building. We're going to talk about ministry. We're going to talk about where we're going as a church and what that looks like. And so I just want to encourage you, if, if you are uh, call Radiate Home and, and all that, I just want you to be here uh, because there's nothing like being together, gathering together in the house of God to learn about what Radiate Church is all about. And there's some of you that you're like, I got friends and family that want to check it out. They just want to know more. This is the series to know more. This is where we're going to lay it all on the line so that we can gather together and we can learn what this looks like. How many Krispy Kreme fans do we have in the house today? Manna from heaven. Right here. That's my next worship song. It's called Manna. Praise God. It's by the Brandon song worship. Anyway, um, we got Krispy Kreme. And, and you're going to be, if you like Krispy Kreme, you'll be happy after service today. Let's just put it like that, all right? But we got, I love Krispy Kreme donuts, right? Look, Krispy Kreme, I'm pretty sure, I've told you this before, but in Exodus where manna fell from heaven, uh, manna is, uh, the Greek word for manna is crispe creme. <laughs> Direct translation. Uh, don't go look it up or hold me to it. But, we, <laughs> um, yeah, there, I love Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme is like one of those places that has that cult following. You know what I'm saying? Like people go crazy for Kreme. Did you know? Did you know? Maybe you know because maybe, maybe you already got this. Did you know you could download an app called the Hot Now app on your phone and get push notifications to know? Like your phone doesn't ding when you got a text, but your phone will ding when the hot now sign comes on at Crispe Creme on your phone, like you know we are in trouble as a society when, when we got to know immediately when the sign turns on. Did you know why, why the sign was created? Because they say, I don't know who they are, but they say 
that there is an optimum temperature in which to eat crispy creme donuts. There's there's optimum temperature. And, and, and did you y'all didn't notice? I noticed because I'm telling you, I'm 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 informing you right now of Krispy Kreme. Like that when the when the donuts come out and they're on y'all know that little conveyor belt that goes straight to heaven, which is called the Cascade of Glaze at Krispy Kreme, and it's on that conveyor belt and it is rolling. You know what I'm saying? Those donuts go up under a waterfall of 120 degree glaze up under there and it warms them up even more they say by the time they got the timing down this is ridiculous by the time you get the donut off the conveyor belt of heaven the stairway to heaven and they you take it off of there and you put it in the box and the box top is closed they say that that is the optimum eating temperature for Krispy Kreme if you look at somebody said amen <laughs> Praise God for Krispy Kreme. <laughs> they, 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 if you look at the box, the box will tell you on some of them. I don't know if this one says it or not, but they'll tell you what, how many seconds. No, this one, eight. Somebody got it memorized, boy. <laughs> and you put it in there for eight seconds, and it's as close as you can get to coming right off the belt. So if you don't have the app and you go get an old one, just pop it in the microwave for eight seconds. You're good to go. Krispy Kreme started in Winston-Salem, North Carolina on July 13th, four days before my birthday, but a lot of years before. Um, July 13th, 1937. 1937. It started in an old a restaurant drive-thru, and it didn't really have much. Actually, Krispy Kreme invented the drive-thru, if I'm going to be honest. They knocked a hole out of cement bricks because people were going crazy for Krispy Kreme donuts. The, the, the recipe is so guarded, they have it locked away in a safe somewhere. That's a true story. I, um, I, I know the guy. In, no, I'm just kidding. Um, Krispy Kreme, I bet you didn't know this, Krispy Kreme actually used to sell pizza. He used to try to sell pizza. They even tried a few years ago to have a, <laughs> this is so dumb, a, a donut smoothie. Ex yeah, that's, yeah. Too much of a good thing is too much sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And, and here's the last one. They got, y'all, this is crazy. How many runners we got in the house? Any, any runners? There's like, <laughs> we are a church. We love Krispy Kreme, but forget that working out stuff, man. You know, <laughs> I saw more hands, I saw two hands go up. Everybody else went, mm-mm. <laughs> that was perfect, man. I wish y'all could have seen it from my perspective. That was so good. Like, 75 heads all in unison. Mm -mm. <laughs> Two hands were like, yeah, I run. Two Krispy Kreme. Anyway, we, there's, some, there's something in North Carolina, in Raleigh, called the Krispy Kreme Challenge. And, and praise God. And you run five miles, and you have to eat 12 donuts while you're running five miles in a one-hour time frame. Y'all, listen, I, some of y'all, I just heard some people go, I can do that. I need to pray for you because if you can do that, there's problems somewhere. Like that's, no, I'm just kidding. That, that's crazy though. Five miles in one hour. First of all, I couldn't do that. And then you got to eat a dozen donuts on the way. They don't say nothing about getting rid of them along the way, but you got you to eat a dozen, dozen donuts. Uh, can, can you remember? I know I remember. I remember like, 
a lot of the times I go, it's something about the beach and Krispy Kreme. Y'all know what I'm saying? If you go to the beach, it's like, not, I don't care nothing about going to the water. I don't care anything about even getting on the sand. But I can't go to the beach without going to Krispy Kreme. And, 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 and when that light is on, there's something about the experience. You take that thing, and, 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 the, and the glaze sticks to your fingers and on your lips. You know what I'm saying? And you just, like, take a bite, and it melts in your mouth. It is amazing. It is incredible. Is there anybody in the room that's never had a Krispy Kreme donut? This is a holy room right now in the name of Jesus. Because here, here's, here's why I ask that. Because I can tell you... All the facts about Krispy Kreme, kind of. I can tell you it's a hidden recipe. It's 120 degrees. They started selling pizza. They started in a room, in a, in a building where they had to knock the wall out, all this stuff. I can tell you all about that, but there's nothing. Y'all would agree with this. There's nothing like the experience of eating a fresh, hot now, right off the stairway of heaven through the waterfall of glaze coming through it, just biting into it. There's nothing like the experience, right? Man, what if I were to tell you that most of us spiritually... We will settle for knowing about God. We'll take all the information. Y'all just like, oh, this has got real. I felt the air in the room. We'll know about God. Tell me all the information. Tell me all the facts, where Jesus was born, what he did, his ministry, what was his family like. Tell me all about Jesus. Tell me all about God. I'll read the Bible. I want to know this, but don't expect me to experience don't expect me to speak. In, in other words, I want to know about God. I want to know all about God, but don't, don't ask me to know him. Man, it would be a shame for, for us to go through life, and I'm going to be real. It would be a shame for us to go through life and know about Krispy Kreme. But I never was able to even make up my mind on what Krispy Kreme was like because I never got to experience it. And there's a lot of us, if I'm going to be real, that we go through life and we know a lot about God. And we'll know a lot of information. We'll know that his son's name is Jesus. And there's this God that we don't understand called the Holy Spirit. And so we write him off that has to do with it. And we know that God created the heavens and the earth. And he created all these things. And all I know about God, I know all this stuff about God. But how many times have we really gotten down into it to where we get off the conveyor belt of life and we get into a place to where we bite in and we really experience God. Can I tell you, there's a difference in knowing about something and knowing something. There's a difference in knowing about God and knowing God. And, and here's part of where the problem lies in church and in our life is we can get so caught up knowing about God that we think because we know so much about him that of course we know him. Listen, I know my wife because we live together, because we are married, because we have kids together. I know what kind of food she likes and doesn't like. I know what to say to get on her nerves. All the married folks said amen. I know what to say to make her happy, to make her mad, to make her sad. Most of us, we know a lot about God. But what if I were to tell you that's not where it ends? Sitting in church, being puffed up on information is not knowing God. Biting in and experiencing the presence of God is where it's really at. That's where everything shifts in our life. If you, you don't have to turn here. Actually, we're going to sit in, in, in 1 Peter chapter 2 if you want to go ahead and turn there. But I want to I direct your attention for just a moment. It's not going to come on the screen. This is a reference to Luke chapter 19, the first nine verses about this man named Zacchaeus. And maybe you don't know the story, but Zacchaeus was this wee little man. A wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree to see what he could see. Amen. That's how I was raised learning this story. 
right? And so he was a wee little man, and he came, and he was actually a thief. He was a robber. He took from people, all this stuff. And he had this knowledge about who Jesus was. He knew some information about Jesus, and he knew Jesus was going to be in the area. So when Jesus shows up in the area, Zacchaeus is trying to see what's going on in the area, but he couldn't see Jesus because there was a crowd in front of him between him and Jesus. And so Zacchaeus goes, and he climbs up in a sycamore tree to see what he can see. And when he gets up in the sycamore tree, he's looking down at Jesus and watching how he interacts with people and watching how he loves people. And Jesus looks at him and says, hey, you in the tree, come down for I'm going to your house for dinner tonight. And everybody's like, Jesus, what are you doing? He's a terrible person. He just robbed from me and my family. My kids won't even have diapers this week because of this man. All this stuff. And Jesus basically looks at him and tells him, hey, shut up. I'm here to get the sick. I'm here to seek and save those who are lost. And so it says that in the Bible, if you read the story, it says that Jesus looks at Zacchaeus and says, for this day, salvation is coming to your house. In other words, everything about your life is about to change. And then it says this. It says Zacchaeus went and he took, he took precedent. He took count of everything he had stolen from people and he gave it back and then some. So the, the curiosity, the information about Jesus got Zacchaeus to the place where Jesus was. But when he experienced Jesus, everything else changed. Knowing about something is not bad because often it piques our curiosity to the place to where we'll try to learn more. And so I don't ever want to vilify knowing about something, but what I also don't want to do is base my faith off of what I know and not what I experience. Because it wasn't the knowledge of Jesus that changed Zacchaeus. It was the experience with Jesus that changed him and changed everybody else's life that he was connected to because he may have taken more from you than he should have, but then he gave more back than he should have. Why? Because his life changed when he experienced Jesus. And I just want you to know that that right there, when we say that we're going to be a church to where people know God, that is the transformation I'm talking about. I'm talking about the curiosity of the craziness of Krispy Kreme and Jesus. The curiosity of Radiate Church, the curiosity of, 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 of Jesus, the curiosity of what God's doing in this town may draw people here. But it's the experience they have with God when they get here that allows them to walk out changed. And I'm looking at some folks in the room today that you came because of curiosity, but when you came... You experienced something that changed everything about your life, and so you continued to come, and you started to tell somebody else, and everything about you shifted. And it wasn't because this guy in a white hoodie got up and started preaching. It was because somewhere during the start of the service and the end of the service, each week you experienced something that took you to a new place. It wasn't just because of what you knew. It was because of what you encountered. And so today I want to talk to you that we, about this prospect, this this concept that we will be a church to where people come to know God, not just know about God. We will be a church to where people walk in one way, but they walk out completely changed. We, we will be a church where everything shifts when we experience God. And we know, that, we know that he is present in this place and he is present in our lives. And we will walk out of here and we will be changed because we know God, not just about God. Amen? When we only know about God, we get puffed up with information. Or let me put it to you like this. When we only know about God, but we don't know him, that's where religion is born. 
Because when we know about him, it's all about rules and regulations and principles and all this stuff. And those things are important and there's always parameters around a relationship. So please don't get it wrong. But here's the deal. When we, when we only know about God, then we look at people and hold them to a standard we don't even want to be held to ourselves. And then when you only experience God but you don't know about God, then we begin to worship emotionalism. And so when the 88 worship is playing the song that I like and it feels good and the pastor is preaching and it feels good to me and I'm in a good mood today, then I have the emotion to where I'm just sitting in a place to where, yeah, and then what we begin to do is worship emotion and not experience. Are you with me? And so what we have to learn to do as followers of Jesus as as members of Radiate Church, as members of the kingdom of God, we have to learn that there's a balance between the two. We can't worship emotionalism, but we can't worship religion. And so we have to learn that there is experience with knowledge and there is knowledge with experience. And I don't want to be a religious person, but I don't want to be an emotionalist person. And so therefore, what that begins to tell me is I've got to experience God and then go learn about him. Are you with me? I can't just sit back and go, hey... I'm just going to read my Bible. And here's the thing. We get so puffed up on information that we think we know everything. You ever met somebody that just knows everything? You know what I'm saying? Like, they just know it all. I want to look at some of those people and go, you, if you knew half of what you think you knew, you'd be the smartest person on the planet. You know what I'm saying? Like, those people get on my nerves. I love them in the name of Jesus. And I want to lay hands on them in the name of Jesus. But, I'm just kidding. But, but the thing, you know what I'm talking about. And so, that, here's what that is. That is information apart from experience in whatever realm that it's in. And so I don't want us to be a church to where we're so puffed up on religion that people are after principle. I want to be people that are people before principle. We love people where they are, and we love them to where they can be, not just what I think they should be doing. You should wear these clothes, and you should sing these songs, and you should do these things. So I want to talk to you for just a moment out of 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. It's really not going to take long, but it's so powerful. It says this. It says, Therefore, putting aside all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and slander, like newborn babies, long for the pure milk of the word, so that by it you may grow in respect to salvation if you have tasted the kindness of the Lord. There's three things really quick in these three verses that we're going to look at. At Radiate Church, we will put aside what dishonors God. Please hear me. At Radiate Church, we will put aside what dishonors God. Now listen, I want, I, want, I want you to hear me very clearly because when we start talking about a church as a whole, we start thinking about organizational structures and that means, okay, well, if I don't agree with the pastor's decision or the leader's decision, then they must be dishonoring God because I don't like it. No, what that means is we're not perfect. We're not always going to get it right. You're not always going to agree, but here's what we can do. We can all chase the same goal at the same time with the same heart for the same purposes. Are you with me? And it, we will run, it says in the very first verse, therefore putting aside all malice and deceit and hypocrisy and envy and slander. It gives very specific things. In other words, all these things, if you go read the Bible, all these things are mentioned most of the time whenever it's talking about things that God abhors or God disdains or dishonors God. The more we know someone, the more we know something, let me put it to you like this, the more we know God, the more we love him. And God does not sit in places where he is dishonored. Please hear me. God does not sit in places where... In fact, throughout Scripture, it shows many places. It even shows where Jesus gets up and leaves places. 
because of the dishonor that was in the place. In other words, it was people that weren't really committed to him. They were committed to their thing, and their thing had to fit, or his thing had to fit their thing. And that was dishonor. And God, we as a church, we will grow to a place to where we will run away from things that dishonor God. I want to give you this example. Think of a healthy marriage. A healthy marriage is a marriage to where we love each other, we give up for each other, we compromise for each other. If she's unhappy, I figure out if I had something to do with that. And 95% of the time, that is true. And I figure out what I did, and then I change it, right? Why? Because I love her. And so my external action is an example of my commitment to my love for her. But yet most times we want to look at God and go, hey, don't ask me to change my life to fit your will. Change your will to fit my life. And can I tell you, that is, not, that is not honoring to God. That is not commitment to God. That is not, here's what I hear people say all the time. It's just something I struggle with, and there will come a day where I'll deal with it. Well, if I really love God, I won't wait for there to come a day. I will stand up today, and I will say, God, this dishonors you, and I'm gossiping, and I'm malice, and I'm envy, and I'm this. I can't be a part of those things anymore because that's dishonoring to you. And, and too many times we want to look at people that are followers of Jesus and go, oh, it's okay. You know, just deal with it in your time. No, how about deal with it in his time? And God never wants us to sacrifice now because we won't deal with it today. God always wants us to walk in a place of honor. At Radiate Church, we will put aside and run away from what dishonors God. At Radiate, this is going to come on the screen. At Radiate Church, we don't judge anyone's past but we will support their future. Let me explain what that looks like while it sits here on the screen because I should have got a few more amens on that, but let me explain what I'm talking about. When you walk in this room, we all have a jaded past. I want you to hear me. We all have a jaded past that we don't want anybody to know about. Whatever that looks like, whatever that is, but please keep this in mind too. We'll talk more about this next week a little bit, but the truth is the Bible also tells me confess your sins one to another. So if I keep my sin in the darkness, guess what breeds in darkness? Darkness. And so if I keep everything to myself in darkness because I'm hiding it, then God never blesses that because it can never be dealt with because I'm not even willing to talk to somebody about it. But here's the thing, like, it says at Radiate, we don't judge anyone's past. Here's what we mean by that. We're not going to hold you captive to your past because we believe that where you're going is much better than where you've been. But here's what I'll tell you this. We will support their future. I cannot. You know what, what fires me up more than anything and why I get up and do what I do? It is not because I want a big church and I want to do all these things. It is simply because I refuse to sit back and watch people stay in the same spiritual state they've been in for year after year and bondage after bondage and trial after trial and situation after situation. And I get frustrated watching people walk around and go, well, it's just my thoughts. It's just my brain. It's just my emotions. It's just my feeling. I just can never get a good relationship. I can never. And God's just looking and going, no, you can. Because in the presence of the Lord, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And so if I can't get freedom then maybe I'm not experiencing God right now in that moment are you with me this is hard we won't judge your past we won't hold you captive to it we believe you can be set free from it but here's what we also believe your better your future is better than your past ever was and so I, my job at radiate church I'm just gonna go ahead and lay this out there my job at radiate church is not to coddle your current position my job at radiate church is to call you closer to what God's called you to be 
That's why some Sundays you walk out of here and you're like, oh man, he was on, like it was kind of hard today. Here's why, because if I coddle your current position, the enemy will be more proud to watch you sit in mediocrity than to accomplish something for God. We will run away from things that dishonor God. We will put aside things that dishonor God. We'll walk away from it. I refuse to allow people to remain trapped in their spiritual lives. The second thing is in verse 2. It's, it's this. It says, verse 2 says, and Like newborn babies, long for the pure milk of the word, so that by it you may grow in respect to salvation. I love that, that wording right there real quick before I tell you what point 2 is. It, it says, but by it you may grow in respect to salvation. Can I tell you that once we have accepted salvation and the new life of Jesus in our lives, it is disrespectful to God not to grow. It is disrespectful to God not to grow. It is disrespectful to God to just go, that's just who I am, I'll just stay that way. No, God wants to go, no. Everything that grows changes. And I didn't die on a cross. I didn't give my son to die on a cross and bleed and be humiliated and be hurt and be in pain and to be humiliated in front of family and friends to, for blood to trickle on that cross. I did not rise him up, raise him up from the grave three days later so that you could sit there in your mess. I gave my son Jesus to die on a cross and raise up from a grave so that the things that you say you struggle with that are a part of you can be set free from you and chains can fall and lives can change and hearts can be mended and relationships can be restored simply because I'm respectful of the salvation he's given me. Growth, spiritual growth, is respect to the salvation that he's given me. And so the second thing is here at Radiate Church, we will run toward what honors God. So we will run away from what dishonors God. But I'm telling you, we will run toward what honors God. Now, I'm here to tell you, we'll make mistakes and we'll do things the wrong way. We'll make decisions you don't like, all that stuff. But I promise you, anything that's ever done within the walls of this organization, within the walls of this church, will always be because we think it's the closest thing we can do that will honor God. Every single time. It's been that way for seven and a half years. It'll be that way for the next 70 and a half, or however many years God has us here. The truth of the matter is we will always do things that honor God. Every single time. And here's why. Because why wouldn't we if we respect the salvation that he's given us? First John four nineteen says it like this. Because we can love him because he first loved us. Because he first Love me because he looked into my life and in your life and he saw something worth loving. We can look in and we can love him because if we love, won't we change? I don't know about you. I've been married 11 years this year. I don't know how long you've been married. Maybe you're sitting there going, maybe one day in the name of Jesus, I call it in right now. Whatever it is. But here's what I know. I'm different now than I was 11 years ago. When I got that, that's right, I'm supposed to be. When I started that marriage, here's the truth. I was a selfish man that did not understand what it meant to live for somebody else. And I thought I did. I thought I knew what it meant to love her. I thought loving her meant giving her compliments and money and shopping trips and, you know, all this. I tried to love, but I didn't know what it meant. But over years, as we've spent so much time together and we've raised now three kids, or raising now three kids, and we're building a church together and we're doing these things, can I tell you that I'm not even the same as I was six months ago? Here's why. Because the more I spend time with her, the more I experience her life, the more I experience who God's called her to be. Everything about me changes because I'm growing in a man. I'm growing as a husband. I'm growing as a father. Everything that grows changes. 
If you planted a garden this past summer, then you saw things that grew, whether it was okra plants or cucumber plants or tomato plants, but every time it grew, it changed. The leaves changed. The fruit changed. Everything changed. Here's the thing. I want to ask you this quick question. Well, I'm growing. I don't know if I'm growing or not. Are you changing? Are you changing? Are you going toward what is honoring God? Because if you're not going toward what is honoring God, we may not be growing like we think we are. Are you with me? At Radiate Church, we will always, always, always spend time experiencing God daily. Hear that word, daily. Well, we don't meet daily, Pastor. Yeah, because I love how he puts it in verse 2. He says, like newborn babies long for the pure milk of the word. I thought about that image of a baby, a newborn baby. A newborn baby can't even get the bottle themselves, can they? They can't pour the milk in. They can't screw the top on. They can't get the milk. They can't even feed themselves. They need you to feed them for them. And the more they grow, the more independent they become, and they can do more than that, right? My son threw me for a curveball about six months ago. He's older and, and, and all this stuff, but he looked at me. He goes, Dad, I'll fix my own food. And I was like, what? He goes, yeah, I got it. Don't worry about it. I was like, okay, I want to see what this guy does. So he goes in there, and y'all, he whips up. He, he, pours, he pours his cereal and stuff, and then he goes, and he gets, like, toast, and he puts it in the toaster, and he puts peanut butter on it because he likes peanut butter toast, and he's doing all this stuff, and I'm like, where did you come from, and when did you learn this, and why haven't you told me about it before? Because that would have been great. But the older he gets, the more he changes, the more independent he becomes, and here's the thing. Many of us... Please hear this. Many of us are sitting in a place to where we've given our hearts to the Lord years ago, but we're still sitting in a chair waiting on somebody else to give us the bottle, tilt our head back, put the bottle in our mouth, and say, okay, drink this and eat this, and that's called Sunday mornings. And the truth of the matter is, is that's great, and that's wonderful. That's a unified word. I'm called to be the pastor that gives a unified word to this, to this church and lead this church where it needs to go. But if we're not experiencing God daily, we're missing out on the steak and the potatoes and the grilled chicken and the green beans. We're missing out on the good stuff. You know why? Because we come in here and it's a unified word. We're going to talk about that next week. It's a unified word where the church comes together, rallies together, and goes out and changes the world. But if I'm not experiencing him daily, I don't know him. It's through anybody else's perspective except the person that's teaching me something. And many of us want to go, well, why can't I get through this? Because you're trying to live it through somebody else. Hear me today. Hear me today. At Radiate Church, we will always experience God daily. Because... As we grow, we should have that hunger to where we're like, how many of you guys, listen, how many of you guys go out to eat to lunch on, on Sunday, or go eat lunch, period, at home, out to eat, doesn't matter, after church on Sundays, right? Raise your hand, it's cool. If y'all ain't raising your hand, what y'all do? <laughs> right? You go, eat, but now how many of you don't eat again until the next Sunday? None of us, we all eat. We eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, whatever it is. We eat several times throughout the week, a day, throughout the rest of the week. But yet spiritually we go, hey, pastor, I'm going to come in here and this is a buffet. I'm going to pick and choose what I want to do. I don't want to serve. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to lift my hands. I don't want to worship. I don't want to pray. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be a part of a group. I just want all you can eat buffet. I'm going to pick and choose what I want to eat. And then I'm not going to eat again until next Sunday. And then we want to know why our spirits are starving. At Radiate, we are here. To know God on a daily basis. Not on a weekly, on a daily basis. To where we wake up and go, Spirit of God, just speak to me today. What do you want me to do? Hey, God, I love you. What does it look like? Hey, God, I'm reading my Bible today. What do you want to show me today? What does this look like? Let me, let me do this. I'm going to say this last thing. We're going to three. Spending time with God is never time wasted. You know, when I wrote that down, I said, God, I feel dumb even having to say that. And God goes, yeah, but there's people that don't understand it. 
Spending time with God is never time wasted. How many of us, including myself, have ever said this? God, I'll make up for the prayer time tomorrow. I'll read two chapters tomorrow, man. I'm tired. It's been a long day. Here's what we're telling God. Listen to me. This is for me as much as it is anybody, so don't take this personal. But here's what we're telling God. God, I don't have time right now to waste on sitting down and reading what you wrote for me to know. And I don't have time, God, to sit down and pray to you right now. I ain't got that time. I'm tired. I got work to do. I got kids to play hot potato with. And I got a wife to talk to. And God's going, yeah, but I'm, I'm your father. And I want you to experience me. And there's nothing like running towards what honors God. Are you still with me today? Is this helping anybody? Yeah. The third thing is this. It's from verse 3. If you tasted the kindness of the Lord at Radiate Church, we will always let others taste the kindness of the Lord. What does that look like for us? What does that mean? And that's part of one of our other phrases we're going to talk about in, towards the end called change the world. But the way others taste the kindness of the Lord is us. I love this phrase. I used to say it all the time, and I found myself not saying it as much anymore, but we're called to be Jesus with skin on. Man, when I was pressure washing that house in Camden yesterday as one of our projects for people that are homeless, and it's just a place for them to live. And I was pressure washing the handrails on the porch. I found myself going, man, this is monotonous. I found myself going, you're not as young as you used to be. Your back's hurting a little bit more than it used to when you did this. I was spraying the mildew off and cleaning them up. It looked like brand new handrails when I got done. And here's what I heard the Spirit of the Lord tell me. They deserve everything you deserve. And if you won't do it, who will? And here, here's what I just began to, in my spirit, just go, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry for getting a little annoyed that I'm doing the same motion over and over for four hours straight. Not annoyed, like, I, I wanted to be there, but like, you just... I got ADD, y'all. <laughs> if I do the same thing too long, I get, I get restless. If we won't do it, who will? We'll always let people taste and see how good God is. At Radiate, this is going to come on your screen. At Radiate, I want you to hear me. We may get it wrong. We may get it wrong every now and then. In fact, I probably should have said we will get it wrong. I don't care if you're in leadership or you're just part of this church or if you're on a team or if you're giving and all that stuff. Here's the truth. You're going to get it wrong in life every now and then. At Radiate, we may get it wrong, but God doesn't. Please hear me. God doesn't. Romans 8, 28, because I know some of you are like, if I get it wrong, my whole life is over. Romans 8, 28, I work all things together for the good of those who love God. In other words, when I get it wrong, he gets it right. When I mess it up, he makes it whole. When I screw it up, he looks and goes, it's okay. It's going to be a part of your testimony. Come on, we're going to do something in this world. In Radiate, we, we may get it wrong, but God doesn't, and we will live that out. In other words, I'll never claim to be perfect, but I will live my life in such a way that screams of the one that is. 
At Radiate Church, I want you to hear me. We're all about knowing God, not just about Him. We're all about experiencing Him and making sure others do too. And maybe you're sitting in the room and you're like, this is my first ever Sunday here, but man, that sounds good. Because here's what I know. Experiencing God is better than knowing about Him. Knowing Him is better than knowing Him through someone else. And some of us have been living a faith through grandmas and grandpas and moms and dads, and we've never actually taken a bite of Jesus ourselves. We just live through the context of the church that we were growing up, brought up in. But I want you to hear me today. I don't care if you're 13 or 93 today. Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit wants you to experience him, not just hear about him, not just read about him. He wants you, all of you, to put it all in and go, I want God, I want your blessing, I want your favor, I want your direction, I want your guidance, and if that means I gotta change, change me. Change me. God, I, I think some of us need to say this prayer. I'm, I'm gonna end, I could, this is vision, right? I, some of us need to say this prayer. God, I'm sorry for asking you to fit your will so it molds around my life. But God, now I want you to mold my life to fit your will. What does that mean? I don't know. Worship. Pray. Read the Bible. Get in His presence and find out what it means. Because for every person, it's different. And I want you to know at Radiate Church, we will always make precedence that we will know God through experience and information and not one over the other. Not one over the other. We will not worship emotionalism, we will not worship information. We will worship God. Amen. Let's be a church that is known for loving God and others in all of its ways. If you would just bow your heads. Here's what I want to ask, because it would not be good for me to end this service without this. Is there anybody in the room that would say, Pastor, I love that that's the vision of Radiate, but I'm going to be honest, I don't even know God anymore. Maybe I never did. Or I did, and my life went to hell, and I just don't even feel like I know him anymore. But I need to give him everything. I need, I need him to show back up. I need to know him in an experiential way. Whatever that looks like, God, I just give you my life, and I ask you to move. If that's you, right where you are, I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to embarrass you. If you want to give Jesus your life today, if you just want it, maybe, maybe it's a recommitment. God, I'm going to give you my life today. I'm going to give you my life today. Maybe it's for the first time, but if that's you and you're ready to give Jesus your life today, would you throw your hand up in the air right where you are and just say, that's me. Amen. Anybody else? Jesus, that's me. I give you my life. I give you everything I've got. Everything I've got. Now, if we could, as a family, just all say this together. Dear God, come on, church. Dear God, thank you for loving me. Thank you for forgiving me and thank you for welcoming me to the family. I give you everything I have. This is my life driven by you and I need you. And today I commit myself to who you are because you love me and that's all I need. Walk with me daily as I experience you daily. In your name, amen.
God, thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're doing in this church. God, we promise to always be a church that will know you and experience you. And we believe chains will fall, lives will change, marriages will be restored, and everything will shift when we experience you in a daily, in a daily way. God, we honor you and praise you. In your name we pray. Amen. Hey, church. Can we just make some noise for one person that gave their life to Jesus this morning? Come on, church. Make some noise in the house. Hey, I love you guys. Grab some manna on the way out. Let's go change the world. Love you. See you. Thanks again for joining us today on the Radiate Church podcast. If you would, take a moment to like and subscribe our channel so you can receive more messages just like today's on your device every Monday. Also, you'll receive exclusive content that you won't find anywhere else right here on the Radiate Church Podcast. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time.